Okay, I'm going again. You rolling? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's the Stack Awards. Okay, so next up we've got Biggest Disappointment, which is a very interesting category, one that's uh, often overlooked at the Oscars and other award ceremonies. I feel that the Oscars often call this film this award best picture. Um, (laughs) So this is a category I've basically, I've picked films that I was really looking forward to, uh, thought would be good and ultimately not really that great. I think we might have three of the same films. Interesting. I uh, let, Let's hear yours first. I want to hear what you've got. Okay. All right, I'm going to go for the weird one first. Um, I'm going to go for Family Romance LLC, which was um, Werner Herzog's latest film okay. that was just not very good. Um, it was a blend of... It's, people love doing these now, being like, is it a documentary? Is it real life? And not in like a mm. mockumentary style of being like... Like a documentary. It's simulated. Sort of. Yeah. It's like... We've got actors playing. It's it's. I mean, I barely even remember this movie, and I left being like, "Van Herzog, you make very very good documentaries. Make the goddamn documentary, please." <laughs> um, so yeah, it was it it was a clever thing because it's about people playing the role of fake family okay. um, that you can hire. So doing a fake version in which it's artifice to do that is like that's a clever thing to put on a box somewhere. If you're like, yeah, I see what you did in there, but the actual result of your clever idea is like, I get from you doing here. Um, the film is not very good. Sorry, Werner. Um, blah. Um, then I'm going to say On the Rocks was a film that's just not very good oh, at all. Like the, the Coppola. Coppola one. And it's like, and it should have been because it's it's a lot of, it's, it's Sphere Coppola who I think is a fantastic filmmaker, maybe the best Coppola, um, apart from Nicolas Cage, obviously. Yeah, obviously. Um, um, the best director of the Coppolas. <laughs> Actually, no, the, the, the conversation's brilliant, so you know what. Um, and it's like, it's her back in the kind of film that she first made her mark with, mm-hmm. arguably, because, you know, Virgin Suicide is her first film, maybe her best still, but Lost in Translation is her, like, her classic in terms of esteem. Yep. And it's a Bill Murray back, it's that kind of dynamic back, it's like, oh, this could be, this is you, do what you know, and it's just crap. Um, and then I went for Tenet, because okay. it's not very good. I went for Mank, yep. because it's not very good. Yep. And Soul, because it's not very good. <laughs> yeah, okay, cool. Um, we've got some overlap there. So I've gone for Soul because, again, we've talked about it earlier. Yeah. Should have resonated very much with me and ultimately just fell, fell flat. Didn't speak to your essence. No. I've gone for Mank because I'm a sucker for 1930s, 40s, uh, you know, studio system dramas. And I like Citizen Kane and I like David Fincher and I like Gary Oldman. And you put it all together and you well, get a forgettable <laughs> mess. We like the non-controversial parts of Gary Oldman. I mean, again, allegations around that man. Oh, really? Um, oh, good. I like, yeah, look I like in, Gary look Oldman's into sister that. who plays Big Mo in EastEnders. <laughs> uh, next up, I've gone for Capone. I thought I'd give Josh Trank another go after his pretty pretty abhorrent Fantastic I Four film. I forgot that film existed. It is absolutely horrible. I like Tom Hardy. <laughs> I thought he'd be a great Al Capone. Uh, yeah. um, Trank tries to do this really strange almost horror infused surrealist approach to Capone's <laughs> uh, last part of his life and ultimately it's just a big fat mess I've gone Oof. for Earwig and the Witch which is the latest Studio Ghibli film uh, I'm sure if I'd have watched that that'd be on my list because uh, I hear Goro, nothing but horror Goro stuff. Miyazaki is you know <laughs> the son 
of one of the best f- filmmakers ever, uh, he, which he gets a bad rep uh, for his, his Ghibli films. I quite like Tales from Earthsea and Studio Ghibli should just not make 3D animated films because they look horrible. There's a video <laughs> of his father, Hao Mizaki, just sort of like dunking on <laughs> some 3D animators that come in to, to show him some stuff and it's hilarious and ultimately better than the film. And my last one <laughs> is Zack Snyder's Justice League. What? Like, how are you disappointed? Hey, if you're going to tell me that the visionary director who got, you know, you know, unfortunately had to leave the project is coming back to make his version, I'm going to get a little excited for it. And it is okay. ultimately a big four-hour block of boring concrete. <laughs> Yeah, I just I have never liked his. I've not. I, I own his version of Dawn of the Dead um, because it's in, a, it's in a, it's in a box set um, mm. with. I get my the what's the one that's in the city. Uh, city the, of the Dead. No, <laughs> that's a different movie. Um, uh, and what's it? It's, it's not Land. I think it's Land, Land of the Land Dead. Land of the Dead. Yeah. I think Land of the Dead. It's in my. It's. I've got it in a Blu-ray of that, and I've seen Land of the Dead, but I've never, still not been. So I hear that's good, but apart from that, I've not liked a Zack Snyder movie. Um, I did not like this one, but it was not a disappointment to me. It was like a... Yeah, yeah, exactly what That's what I thought that was going to be. Okay, fair enough. Um, Do you want to know who the audience went for? Uh, Yeah, go on. Audience went for Mank, um, which makes sense for for film enthusiasts to be like, yeah, Mank. So you know what? I have Soul as winning. What did did you have as winning? Soul. Yeah. Yeah. But But I completely agree with Mank. I think that's two sides of my (laughs) personality, really. It's like the one who likes emotional... uh, you know, lofted pieces about mm. finding who you are in this world, uh, tinted with jazz music, and the other one who's a bit of a stickler for old Hollywood and yeah, with Kane. again some leftist themes. That was like, this is gonna be my jam. It's exactly. like, oh, turns out no, no. Um, so, have you got what? What are your other? What are your other noms? Uh, I did my noms. So, oh, on the rocks. Oh, of course, Mark, yeah, sorry, Mark, yeah. So, also, um, uh, so are we going with Soul for the for the stack? Yeah, we'll go with Soul. Um, though Mank. Uh, segue straight into straight up worst movie. Do you have any crossover there? Capone. Okay, what are your five? My five of straight up worst movie. This is going to make me unpopular. Again, I did not see a lot of films that I knew was going to be very, very terrible. Okay. So all of these films I watched in the hope that I would like them. Okay, sure, 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 sure. So... The, I'm going to say the audience when it actually here was 365 Days. I did not watch that film. I don't know what that, I don't think I know what that film is. That's the um, traps a woman and makes her have oh, sex with him. There film. was a watch party of that. I completely missed the boat on that. I have no idea. Yeah. So, no, I, that does seem like the worst film I've Sure, agree. it probably is. Um, yeah. So, I went for Sonic the Hedgehog, which I thought was shit. Yeah, it's um, good. People like it. I mean, the people are saying it's pretty good. I'm like, no, it's not. Who the hell shit. is saying it's pretty good? <laughs> Most, uh, you'd be surprised. The estate uh, Malcolm, of Jim Carrey. Yeah, Malcolm and Marie, which I thought was shit. Mm-hmm. Um, the New Mutants. Oh, God, yeah. Barely a film. Mm-hmm. Um, the Painted Bird is a weird one for me. Sure. I just, I was enraged by that film. And uh, my winner is Zack Snyder's Justice League, which I think is the worst film I saw this year. Okay, my five. uh, I've gone for Malcolm and Marie, which is just self-indulgent trash that looks quite nice. Stardust, Mm -hmm. the David Bowie biopic, which should not have been made, is pretty much, you know, kind of disrespectful to the... uh, to the legacy that Bowie left. Um, Which is weird, because we we already have an unauthorised David Bowie film. 
that's really good. Like Velvet Goldmine is great. I mean, we don't need to go back to the Velvet Goldmine. Um, um, if you're thinking of watching Stardust, go and watch the no. stage play uh, Lazarus, which got a film version earlier this year, which is actually really good. And Bowie had a lot of uh, input into that. And it's uh, Michael Michael C. Hall in the titular role. Good stuff. Or watch uh, Stardust. Yeah. Watch Stardust, the 2006 film. Anyway. Matthew Vaughn movie? Good movie. Good movie. Um, Tom and Jerry. I like Tom and Jerry. That was a horrible, horrible film. Didn't expect it to be good, but it was still bad. Didn't see it. Uh, Capone. Bad, 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 bad. And Money Plane. (laughs) (laughs) A film that stars uh, ex-WWE wrestler Edge and Kelsey Grammer. So it was hard for me to not watch it. But yeah, it's exactly what it sounds like. There's a casino in the air on a plane because that's over international war. I can't remember. It's bad. Um, And my ultimate worst movie is Malcolm and Marie. I think we should have to agree on that one because it's the the, the only one that we... Yeah, sure. Well, what... what, We both had. What did the... uh... What have you gone The audience for? went... So I went for Zack Snyder's Justice League, which I know is me being an arse. Yeah, so sure. I'm, you know, I don't want to drag us down. People, okay, I get, people really like that film and I, I like that it means things to them. Sure. I think it's tragically boring. I, think it's I keep trash. going back to, the, I keep going back to, I get that it may be better, but it's so <laughs> you can't incrementally better. I'm so sorry. It's four hours long. I don't care how much better it is. It's still not good. Yep. So I, I, I think it's as bad as the first one, even though it's a better movie. It's so long. It's like, yeah, all right. It's it's bad, uh, but Malcolm Marie is just such shit. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Malcolm Marie, straight up worst movie. Okay, cool. Again, it has defenders. Um, <clears throat> I get it. It's pretty. <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty shit. Adapted screenplay. Hmm. Uh, Back to things that got, the Oscars I've talk about. Got, this is a tough category. I've only got four noms because I was uh, struggling to find ones that were adapted. Um, so I've gone for first cow. Yeah. I'm thinking of ending things. Good to know. Emma. Full stop. Uh, Nomadland. Okay. All, all four films. Um, so for a bit of context, we decided to ditch. The Oscars have this really weird mm. rule where yep. if it's a sequel, it's adapted. Yeah. Which is really weird, yet they don't take true stories as adapted. So we're still not saying true stories are adapted because unless they're based on... Because, you know, they, they, it's... Then it gets confusing because the fictionality of just doing something based on reality as opposed to based on a book of reality is very, very different. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's the line that we've drawn here. But sure. we're not saying that Borat 2 is an adapted screenplay. Because it's not. It's, yeah. okay. it's ridiculous. Like, what's it adapted from? Because it's not adapted from Borat. <laughs> but it's the novel. <laughs> the second line of you know, novels. The novelization of Borat. <laughs> I would I'd read that. I wasn't a big I fan would. of either Borat movie, but yeah, I'd read the novelization. Um, so they went for um, The Father Witch 1. They went for Borat, subsequent movie film, delivery of Patricia's Bride to American Regime for Make Benefit One's Glorious Nation of Kazakhstan, um, No Land, One Night in Miami, Ellipsis, and The White Tiger. Um, I saw all of these movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, the White Tiger, I would... What's the opposite of the Adapted Screenplay Award? Because The White Tiger seemed like a... I can see this as a great book, but this oh. does not work on screen. Like, it's an award-winning book. Like a Crap. Crap adapted screenplay. But it's just like, this just is the most generic thing on screen and just feels bad. I can see this being novelistic. Um, One Night in Miami, again, what's the opposite? Because, like, you could feel the stage play there. Okay. It felt like a stage play. In the same way that I would have put Moreni up for that same thing of being like, this is a bad adaptation. Um, Nomadland, uh, my opinions on, we'll get to that later probably, or not. Maybe, maybe it's not the place for this. I don't mind. Um, I think The Father is a great adaptation um, 
Partly because I think because it's got another screenwriter on it. It's got it's got the person that wrote the play, Florian Zeller. Mm-hmm. Then it's got Christopher Hampton, and I I know some people disagree with me. I don't think the father feels stagey. I don't think it no, feels think like it, a stage I think play. It's quite filmic in in the way mm. it sort of unfolds. I don't. I think it's what I've read about the stage play does cooler stuff than this film does because theatre is a more experimental medium. Sure. Um, but this feels like a a decent film, and I think it's a good work of adaptation. Um, to make it work on screen. So what I've gone for, myself, um, Charlie Kaufman's I'm Thinking of Ending Things, yep. which is um, Charlie Kaufman adapting Ian Reid's novel of the same name. I went for Emma Full Stop, which is Eleanor Catton adapting Jane Austen's novel, not of the same name, because Jane Austen's novel does not have a full stop at the end. Um, <laughs> I've gone for Shirley, um, which, though I think the screenplay is maybe the weakest part of the film, because mm-hmm. it's, not, um, it's from a different writer. So Sarah Gubbins adapting a piece of literary non-fiction I think okay. um, by Susan Scarf Merrill um, I've gone for First Cow which is Jonathan Raymond and Kelly Reichardt adapting Raymond's novel um, and I've gone for um, The Father which is Christopher Hampton and Florian Zeller adapting Zeller's play uh, I'm going to backtrack and just add my fifth nom being The Father because I watched that last night and have not updated that yes. part of the spreadsheet so let's go with yes type that in real quick okay so who have our audience gone for uh, they've gone for The Father I think I I hate to call out our audience, but I feel this is one of the cases of being like, adapted screenplay is such a weird thing that it's like, I don't know, The Father. Sure, well, that's a That thing, won the yeah. award. I think if I'd have thought about this more, maybe I wouldn't, wouldn't even nominate The Father. No, maybe if I it think wasn't other awards. Uh, literally uh, grasping at, <laughs> clutching at straws to find things to nominate for these categories. It, it was a bit of a... Uh, mm. I had to do a lot of digging to find out what was even adapted. But um, my winner would be I'm Thinking of Ending Things. That's my winner too, I think, awesome. as a work of adaptation. It's such an interesting way. I've not read the book, so maybe I'm wrong. Um, yeah, I, I trust Charlie Charlie Kaufman to think that uh, uh, his adaptation was uh, you know, the most Kaufman-esque thing I could get. It felt like a film. It felt like, as you said, like a, a Kaufman movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so to take someone's work and make a film that seems very singular and mm-hmm. seems very unique to his voice, but mm-hmm. is based on someone's novel... That's cool. I mean, cool. Maybe, maybe people that I know that have read the book, maybe they don't like the film because it's not that, but adaptation is, is a weird thing. It's not it's about... Thing. It's not one-to-one translation. It's it's an adaptation. No. It's not a, you know, a literal, literal translation, but yeah. Which is why I think Emma Full Stop is very good because, I mean, I've not read Emma. I'm mm-hmm. not a big Jane Austen person purely because my dad loves Jane Austen, so I refuse to read it because I wanted to destroy my father. Um, <laughs> Uh, that's my that's my middle class rebellion, Dad. Yeah, I am a literature teacher, but I refuse to read Jane Austen. Take that, Dad. Um, but uh, people say it's very very different from the script. I mean, I only know Emma through Clueless, obviously. Sure. Um, but like the the vim, vigor, and like snap of that screenplay is just it's just glorious. It's mm-hmm. such a funny Delightful. script. Yeah. I don't, I think we were saying David Copperfield wasn't um, eligible because okay. it released last year. Otherwise, that would have been up there for me because that's a, a hell of an adaptation awesome. to find different comedic voices. Um, but yeah, some good screenplays there. Cool. And Charlie Kaufman, very much deserved. Yeah, overlooked by the Oscars uh, because, I don't know, yeah. it was a bit weird. Come on, Oscars. Which, because usually it's because Netflix, but then they gave oh, so many awards up. to Netflix The Irishman, blah, 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 yeah. They gave so many awards and Netflix movies this year, but yeah, apparently yeah. I'm thinking about anything too weird for the Oscars. Right. Original screenplay. Real words. New words. New words yeah. put to film. I'm interested what you went for here. Okay. Uh, I've gone for another round. Thomas Winterberg okay. and Tobias Lindholm. Never, rarely, sometimes, always. I should have Elisa done Hitman. that. I feel... Minari, 
Lee Isaac Chung. Promising Young mm-hmm. Woman, Emerald Fennel. And Shiva Baby by Emma S- uh, Seligman. Yeah, I this was a really hard category for me. I feel like you've mentioned films that I could have put in there and sure. sadly I didn't. Then I look at the films here and I'm really happy about them. Mm-hmm. Um, so my first one is a bit of a controversial one, um, purely because of its genesis of this is credited to two people. Okay. But as said earlier, it was a collaborative work. But I think it is still a beautiful piece of screenwriting. Okay. Um, so I gave a nom to Rocks because oh, awesome, the yeah. way that, that voices are constructed and characters are constructed and that drama is constructed in this film is astounding. Sure. Um, so yes, it is. It's credited here to Teresa Ikoko and Claire Wilson. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it has a wider pool than that. Um, because it was collaborative filmmaking, it says at the end. But I still think, as a piece of writing, mm-hmm. it's a phenomenally constructed film. Sure. Um, Emma Seligman's Shiver Baby um, is just comedy. We had this conversation yes, um, yeah. where I feel that it's the kind of comedy that TV is nailing right now. Yes, and the film just yeah, hasn't yeah. been. And I was like, bravo. Um, I then gave a, a, a writing nom to Mangrove. Okay, um, yeah, yeah. Which is credited to Steve McQueen, Alistair Siddons, um, the usual writing partner, but also head writer on the series on Small Axe, mm. um, Rebecca Lenkovich. Um, so I don't know what impact she had on this one, but she was, you know, head of the writers' sure. room. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of courtroom dramas sometimes no. because I, I don't know, but what this did of the courtroom drama to elevate that genre, I think, is beautiful screenwriting. Mm-hmm. Yep. I then went for um, Obayashi's Labyrinth for Cinema mm-hmm. um, because for reasons I'll talk about this one later, uh, written by Kazuya Kanaka, Tadashi Naro, and Nobuhiko Obayashi. Um, just just such a clever, wonderful, eclectic thing. And finally, um, Lee Isaac Chung for Minari, which is just a wonderful mm-hmm. screenplay. Awesome. Okay, some, some, some crossover there. What uh, what did the what did the Oscars go for for original? Well, the Oscars um, gave it to Promising Young Woman, okay. which you which is, nominated. You know, surprising, actually. It was surprising. I think it's deserved. I think yeah. that, that was a really cool win. It's... I don't know. People get really up in arms about that screenplay because they talk about the artifice of the screenwriting. And I'm like, that's a screenplay isn't just dialogue. A screenplay no, is the way it's constructed it's way it's to build ideas yeah. and like to have motifs and to the way that Princess Woman knows how to bring up elements subtly and unsubtly. It's such a well-constructed piece of screenwriting. And the dialogue is, when it's artificial, is very purposefully so. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is part of it. So I, I don't get the argument there. Um, Judas and the Black Messiah, which is written, Yep, yep, words were used, I believe. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um Minari, agreed. Yep. Sound of Metal. Um I was uh, surprised you didn't you didn't go for that. My my emotional connection to the film doesn't really base itself within the writing, I don't think. Yeah, it's, I don't think the screenplay is very like, from how does it on screen, I don't think the screenplay seems that great to me. I think no. the more conventional elements are elevated by craft. I think, I think that is very page, much a, a performance eh. and sound design film. Mm. But um yeah. Maybe they just describe the sound very much in the screenplay. <laughs> there, uh, there's, a, there's a high tinnitus sounding noise times 11. And maybe every movement of Razamed was in the script. Maybe he had no choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then Trial of the Chicago 7, which is a terrible screenplay. Mm, did not see. And I'm, uh, I think I'm fine. People want to say that Aaron Sorkin is a great writer. Aaron Sorkin has been a great writer. Aaron Sorkin did The West Wing and then he was bad. <laughs> I'm going to say Social, social Network is, is a great sort of Oh, no, sorry. Yeah, uh, Social Network. As, as, as is Jobs, actually. Um, but yeah, since I, then, yeah. no. I went for... Why I like this award, usually in the Oscars, is because they don't always give the best film. They give the most interesting film. Sure. The film that feels original. It's I think Bindra Malkovich won quite famously and that was like, that's what should be winning here. 
And I was really gutted when Sorry to Bother You was not like, because I was like, that seems like the most like mm. original screenplay nom. So I went for Shiv Baby. Uh, yep. I don't think it's the best film on the list, but as an original cool screenplay, I think it deserves to win. Yep. If we're talking about writing and we're talking about screenplays, I think Shiva Baby uh, just, it, it, it blows the others out of the water for me. I think it's the mm. most concise, uh, just beautiful piece of comedy screenwriting that I've seen in years. Mm. 100% agree. Um, do you want to know what our audience went for? Um, Minari? Uh, Sound of Metal, so uh, they disagree well, with us well, entirely. Whoopsie doodles. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, best non-English language uh, feature. I never know how to word this yeah, because, like, it gets just, so confusing yeah. because, like, England and America are different countries, as is Canada. Sure. Um, there, there is a weird lens here, but everyone knows what we mean when we sure. do this. Um, I'm going to go up and say that I dropped the ball big time on this one. Looking back over the past year, I have seen one. And I'm ashamed to say that I've only seen I mean, one. I think you're the same with everyone, and they saw the same one. And as you know, I love that movie. And it's a um, good... Uh, and I can't wait to hear the five that you've picked instead. Yeah, um, I'm trying to find what the Oscars went for in the end, because they were strange in this category, as they often are. So they went for... Um, I saw four out of the five that okay. they nominated. Um, I didn't watch Better Days, because it was too long. I couldn't be asked. Um, sorry. Fun. It was on Netflix. I, even the other ones... Like a fun few of them, I even like had to rent, but I was not willing to watch the Netflix one. Apparently, <laughs> so um, another round, which won, yeah. um, which was always going to win, um, and is as you know a movie I, I really deeply love. Yeah. Um, um, they nominated Better Days, Hong Kong film, did not see. Um, Collective, which oh, was my pick. Documentary, yeah. Yeah, that's my pick for best pure documentary. Unfortunately, I gave it to American Utopia. Um, <laughs> um, the Man Who Sold His Skin, which I don't think is very good at all. Okay. Um, uh, read my review on that if it's crap and Quo Vadis Ada which is really good uh, Bosnia and Herzegovina um, film really powerful stuff really heavy however I nominated different things yeah, um, let's, let's so I nominated um, Collective so that's one mm-hmm. thing the same um, Baccarat, um which ah, was not eligible for the Oscars because of the uh, distribution years yeah but I want to shout out this movie because this movie, I'm going to a shout out to Diego um, who got me to watch this film. Um, he is Brazilian. This is like such a big sensation in Brazil. It is bold, audacious, a little bit John Carpenter, Ooh. a little bit, um, a little bit everything. It is like revenge, kind of like Western, but then full on like gore movie, then deeply anti-imperialist. It's just so cool. Why haven't it I not builds- seen this? It's amazing. It's oh. got like all the acid Western stuff that you want. Oh, yes. It's got all the weirdness that you want. It's got the subtext that you want. Uh, a good friend of mine, who's a colleague of mine, did not like the ending because he thought it was too predictable. Um, but I feel the predictability, I think that's a weird thing to say. It's a bit of a blast when we're dealing about cultural oppression and we're dealing about oppressed communities fighting back to say that, oh, this victory over the spoilers, like yeah, a yeah. victory over oppressive forces is predictable. Like, what, what, what did you want to see? Did you want to see more marginalization? Because <laughs> yeah. that's not what I wanted <laughs> to see. Um, so, okay. yeah, I, I, don't, I don't. Yeah, that was like, OK. Um, so, yeah, it, the way it builds to the end, the way that it uses it has a the- like violent films need to have a thesis on violence. Mm-hmm. And this has a really clever thesis on violence. It believes in armed struggle um, fundamentally, but it believes in like fighting because you have to as opposed to fighting out of sadism and the way that it frames those two things is so clever that it has this motif of a drug they to take to dull their emotions which is a great metaphor for 
knowing they have to do something but not wanting to do something and the way it talks about like cultural artifacts as being like things that are like looked over and seen as being quote primitive but are actually the things that lead to success like again a great screenplay i should put this up a screenplay actually. it's really really smart really, really clever you would love it, it yeah is... i'm gonna check that one out for sure Ud- udo kier at his most udo kier oh, um, yeah. outside of flesh for frankenstein he is baller in this movie um, it is so violent it is so smart it is just so cool um so yeah baccarat um, the woman who ran um which i nominated earlier mm-hmm. which is just a beautiful film another round yep. which is great and obayashi's labyrinth of cinema awesome. um, obayashi who is just the coolest filmmaker we lost him last year mm-hmm. um he made two final films because that's how cool obayashi <laughs> is <laughs> he made hanagatami which i love a lot but i don't I mean, I, I I don't fully love it. It doesn't fully work for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was going to be his final film because he was battling of cancer and then he pulled through um, only to then die a bit later, very tragically, mm-hmm. and made his final final film, Lamar Cinema, which is, I guess on paper, it's a film about how film deals with war, specifically sure. um, how Japan reflects on war, um, but also how we feed into like increasing militarism through how we present war and are some films war films that are not war films and what does war mean in media and what can cinema do to help the future what can it do to hinder the future then it's also this outlandish weirdly kind of like it is an essay on cinema it is historical you'll learn things but then it is just deeply fictional deeply chaotic deeply crazy it is the most beautiful unique singular vision from this man and his co collaborators and it is just everything i could want a film to be and it is my choice for um best international is that your winner? right so yeah as i said earlier i dropped the ball i've literally only seen another round just because it's been a it's been a weird year and mm. uh you know uh quote unquote uh foreign language films haven't been on the precipice for my viewing over the past year just because of distribution deals and like yeah. not a lot of films really came out properly mm. and cinema's been closed and i miss home in manchester for seeing things yeah. like this uh, so yeah my winner would be another round but i would be more than happy to give it to labyrinth of cinema just because yes. i it sounds like something i'd absolutely jam with and it's so cool uh, obayashi is just a, a an incredible filmmaker yeah um and i think obviously the, i think the audience yeah went yeah if the audience another round another round i think um I don't slam my audience. A few people nominated some films that I'd never heard of and hadn't seen. That was awesome, which again, okay, I, will, cool. I, will, I will put up. I'll find them at some point yep. because they sound really cool. I'm going to look into. Um, but I feel for a lot of people, this was the one foreign film they watched. Sure. Um, but as people know, like I have, I, I really resonated with this film. I think mm-hmm. it's it's outstanding. So it being a pick is, is great. Yep. Another Round is a brilliant film. Best Director. Yeah. Interesting one. Interesting one. Hmm. I don't know where we're going to go on this. Uh, I know where I'm going, and I'm going Lee Isaac Chung for Benari. Cool. Chloe Zhao, Nomadland. Sarah Gavron for Rocks. Charlie Kaufman, I'm thinking of ending things. And Steve McQueen for just everything small act. Yes. Yeah, I, I I changed my things on this quite a lot. Interesting. And for a while, I had Steve McQueen. I don't think I've got him up event now. I'm, sort of, I'm looking down the Oscars mm. to try and find what they did. I can't find it. Um but I was going to have him specifically for Lovers Rock. Uh, okay, cool. Because I think as a feat of direction, that's just mm-hmm. a hell of a thing. Where the hell is the director category? Um, there you go, directing. It's like uh, Fincher. And... There you go. So yeah, they so the Oscars nominated uh, Chloe Zhao um, for Nomadland, uh, Thomas Vinterberg, um, uh-huh. another round. It's it's nice to see Thomas Vinterberg like get uh, though the oscars sucks there is a degree of recognition best, best picture, um, 
but yeah, it's nice to see like Thomas Vinterberg, who's been an outsider figure mm. in the industry, get that kind of thing, which is just it's just nice. Um, Mank for Fincher, which is like what? It's, that was um, that was I had that as a predicted win, more of like a a career move rather than yeah singular victory for Mank, because as we know, Mank is not great, but Fincher has made some awesome films. Yes, um, and Lee Isaac Chung for Minari, mm-hmm. which is wonderful, and Emerald Fennel for Promising Woman, which is a, a really great debut. Mm. Um, I went for quite different ones. Cool, talk to me. Um, in fact, I went for none of those. Oh, wow. Christ. Yeah, this, I really, I, oh my God. So this, on our spreadsheet, yeah. we had this as the second thing to fill in. Um, so I wrote out my 10 nominees for Best Picture, and then I wrote out my 10 nominees for Best Director, and I was like, man, I'm really happy with those. Some really good people there. And then realised, oh, we're only nominating five. <laughs> so I had to just get rid of five tough, people. Yeah. And I was like, ah, oh. But, yeah. Um, so I've nominated Spike Lee yep. for American Utopia because I think that is beautifully directed. Mm-hmm. And again, I have not seen the stage play. Sure. But the way it, it... The Spike Lee-isms in one very particular scene, which is very obvious, mm-hmm. uh, the Spike Lee-isms there elevate that so much. The way the energy is infused, the way that the energy of a concert could be brought to my freaking iPad screen yeah. in my room is just astonishing. Like, every choice is great. It's just, as a piece of filmmaking, it's the best Spike Lee film of the year and of years, I would say. Mm. Um, and Spike Lee made two films this year and continues to make lots of films. So Spike Lee, Remember Utopia, <clears throat> Katie Reichardt, The First Cow, mm-hmm. um, which is just consummate filmmaking. Um, Nobuhiku Obayashi for Labyrinth of Cinema. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's no better. Um, Eliza Hitman for Never Really Sun as Always, because again, like all the storytelling around agency and bodies in that film is just, just takes it another level. And finally, Hong Sang Soo for the one who ran, ran. I just want to just get that in there because I think that's just such a cool film and is a director that gets such short shrift by awards ceremonies because they're like, oh, they do their thing every time, mm. but their thing is phenomenal. And it's like, they've made a genre in the same way that Groundhog Day is a genre. Um, <laughs> Like, their films are like a genre, and there's so much variety in them, and it's just like Lord of the Moffat has been the same, it's not understand that they are playing in space. So those are my weird choices for Best Director. What have you... Oh, so, okay, who have the... Um, so, obviously, uh, uh, Chloe Zhao won for the Oscars. Yeah. Uh, who won uh, the audience choice, then? Charlie Kaufman, um, huh. which really surprised that me. That surprised me, because I know a lot of people on that server really hate that film, and really hate I know. Kaufman in general, so that's... Uh... I know, but I think... It was a really split category. It was really split. And I think Charlie Kaufman did not win because of being like the server's favourite. I think because it was a very competitive year. Sure, um, sure, sure, sure. A lot of people were just like split all over the place. A lot of people had seen weird films. A lot of people were... I, annoyingly, and you know what? In your face, server, the people <laughs> that really cared about things were making joke choices. Yeah. And it split the vote. Um, so you get things like this. And I think, hey, good. I think Charlie Kaufman is great. And I think it's a beautifully directed film. So mm-hmm. good winner. Who have you got winning? Uh, Clay Reichardt. I've got Steve McQueen. <sighs> what oh, do we do? I'm happy. Because it's tough. Because I, I think what Steve McQueen yeah. has done, almost, it's because it's almost cheating, basically. Because he's made, you know, more than one film and more than one great film. And I think uh, it's an yeah. important, uh, it's an important choice. It's, it's an important series of films. And I think each, each builds upon the last. And I think it's an important piece of cinema for you know not just british cinema but just i think it's not going to get its due anywhere else and i think it's beholden on us to 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 give it to it so i'm going to agree i think kelly reichardt although that's annoying though because kelly reichardt was also ignored by the oscars um yeah which is a real shame um Um, but yeah i think yes i think Stephen queen is is such a great choice um 
Okay, cool. Right, this is a very fun yeah. category. We've got uh, five favorite films from yesteryear. So basically, five films that we've seen in the past uh, sixteen yeah. months or so, not released uh, recently, um, but have you know either blown us away, uh, made a lasting impression on us, uh, are very aligned with our tastes, or are something completely new that we've just completely fallen yeah. in love with. Uh, I want you to go first, okay? Because I'm, I'm really intrigued. Uh, these are. A couple of these I talk about a lot, uh, especially on, on Letterboxd and on the, the server in general. Is one of them a uh, couple of minutes long and includes an assassination? <laughs> no comment. Um, <laughs> so I've gone for uh, The Boxer's Omen. Oh, I need to see that goddamn movie. A, a Shaw Brothers exploitation horror fantasy witchcraft movie. And it's... it's I, I saw it about 3 a.m. last last summer and rewatched it recently and it's just the the chaos the chaos on screen is just something that i'm so into and it's it's you have to see it to believe it if you like haosu mm, i do um, uh, then you'll love the boxer's omen yeah I'm, I'm it's a film that i've been meaning to watch for a bit now because of you obviously it's not a film i'd even heard of so um, we talked yeah. about uh, dick johnson is dead earlier and i want to shout out uh kirsten johnson's first documentary camera person which is a very mm. personal uh and sort of touching documentary on her role as uh, a, a, a camera a camera woman a cameraman over the, over the past decade two decades working on other people's features and the, the power of the camera and how you can capture these intimate moments and these important moments with this this device that's been developed over the past hundred and a bit years and it's a, it's a wonderful documentary and I think why have I not seen that why have I not seen that uh, my next one is Ninochka the Ernst Lubitsch uh, screwball comedy. Oh, cool! Um, it's uh, it's uh, written by Billy Wilder, I think, and it. it Heard of him? It, Heard of him? It, it, <laughs> it uh, been on my radar for a while, and it just completely aligns with my uh, my fascination with old Hollywood and screwball comedies and wartime, you know, wartime <laughs> antics. My love of wartime. <laughs> my love of the war. Um, my fourth is Woman in the Dunes by Hiroshi Tishikahara. If I was going to do like my actual like five favorite films I watched last year, that would be definitely in there. That film is incredible. incredible film. Uh, shout out to uh, Ben Brazy Benjamin on the server who uh, curated Japanuary this mm. year. I managed to watch fifty new new to me uh, Japanese films in January, and Woman in the Dunes was definitely one of the highlights. Uh, Tachigahara is a, a fascinating filmmaker yes. that I need to dive into further. And oh. Woman in the Dunes is just one of those films that where where has this been my whole life? I mean, and my my fifth film, fifth and final film is quite predictable. But uh, I talked earlier about Guy Madden and uh, The Forbidden Room is yes, m- maybe not even a good film, but it, maybe not even an okay film. But to me, it's it's just one of the most singular absurdest visions passion pieces of cinema i've seen in so long it's an ode to uh, lost and forgotten media silent film uh just an absurd amalgamation of different things it's a treasure trove of sound and vision and uh it's solidified guy madden as one of my favorite filmmakers currently working I need to watch it. I've seen on, I know on, you saw on your my recommendation, Winnipeg my Winnipeg recently. and yeah. Green Fog, and oh, uh, obviously, I think you'd like it. Are a winner, but yeah, I need to watch Forbidden Room. It's, what what five have you gone for then? I went really weird here. Um, I'm going to start with the sensible ones. Um, okay, one of them was just like a um, 
she probably not listen to this, but there's a user on Letterboxd called Nicole Van Sant who um, watches really interesting films and like draws my attention to them. And she just gave a five-star review to a film called Lilies that I'd never heard of. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, what is this film? And it, it turns out it's on YouTube, so you can find it there. Um, and it is just... It's one of those films you're just like, why isn't every film textbook talking about how important this film is in mm-hmm. terms of representation of queerness, in terms yep. of like some racial representation, um, in terms of what voices cinema is shown through? It's just, it is such an important piece in the canon of queer cinema, told from important perspectives. The way that casting is done, it, it kind of like juxtaposes two stories and fictionality and like gender performance. It's utter unique. I don't want to talk about too much about it because it is mm-hmm. so unique it should be seen. Absolutely. So Lilies yeah. is a film that you should find and watch. Um linked to that, a uh, good friend of mine, Albert Besman, um uh, co-host on a podcast of mine I've never seen, um, recommended a film called The Watermelon Woman to me. Oh yes. Um and I watched that and was just like, whoa. Um it is real shonky, like real kind of like craft wise, maybe not that great, but all of mm-hmm. that adds to this kind of like passion for cinema and the need to just get certain voices out there and what they have to say and it's this great kind of like metafictional treatise mm-hmm. about how there is not a history of black women in film especially black queer women in film and therefore how there is a need to just make our own because the people will not let us do it it is very much that idea of being like you cannot use the master's tools the Audrey Lord idea to do the house so you do your own thing like you, mm-hmm. you do not work in their spaces you carve out your own space you make your own seat you make your own table like it's so hardcore but it's also so funny and so human and like it is a, a romantic film that is you know it's, it's sensuous and sexy it's like it's everything you would want a film to be mm-hmm. um, and is just deeply important my last serious one is um, An Elephant Sitting Still um, yes. which just astonished me in such a deep way and made me think a lot about mortality about oh, what God. we leave yeah. in this world um, but also left me very very hopeful um, in very strange ways I think it captures it goes very specifically down into certain people in certain scenario and speaks universally by doing that and is such a perfect piece of cinematic craft. It's very obviously influenced by Bellatar. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, like Bellatar's love this film. People like to call Bellatar a nihilistic filmmaker, and I don't think that he is at all. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that presenting a nihilist world in your film can be a way of arguing against that thing. And I feel that sure. Hubo in this film and um, Bellatar in his films do that um, so beautifully. Because uh, like it is tempting to be nihilistic, and these films show that temptation and show that leads and show the need to pull away from that. And everything still is just is everything you want for it to be. And now um, my last Here two films: the silly um, stuff, Gamera versus Queeron. Let's go! Come on, it's just so fucking cool. <laughs> um, I spoke about, I spoke about this in a podcast yesterday, um, yep. which will be going up soon. Um, is the Great Movies Pod, um, really good podcast. Listen to it. Um, I'm on there to about Godzilla movies, um, and obviously I just about Gamera all the time because I really <laughs> love Gamera. <laughs> and like, I started a joke thing. This is kind of like how I got involved in the server because yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. I decided to just launch a one man. <laughs> the joke <laughs> was mission. that no, the, the entire joke was that no one should do this, and I, I was kind of like running against people joining in. So I started Gamatra um, just because I thought it was a funny fast pun, and I was like, I'm going to watch every Gamera movie. Um, and three movies in, I was like, I don't think I like Gamera movies. And I was so annoyed by that, being like, I have committed to watching these films, and I think they're bad. But then, and but then, then I got to what was one of the lowest rated Gamera movies, and I was like, 
this shit slaps so hard. <laughs> it is so ridiculously violent. It is utterly outrageous. It's, it's, the, it's, the, it's, it's the one before oh. this, actually, I think, was the one that like turned the corner for me. Because um, mm. this, this is number five, I think. But this yeah. one just... It has all the classic gamma moments. It's such a maligned film. It's such a terrible film. But it's so beautiful. It's got acrobatics. It's got fret and lobotomizing of children. It's got so much violence. It's such a violent film. And it ends with a plea to end road traffic accidents and wars. And, oh, it's beautiful. Like, I referenced it in my review of goddamn, like, Labyrinths of Cinema. <laughs> it's it's got to be seen to believe. Oh, God, it's just it's, like... Uh... That's yeah. Gamma vs. Guerrero is really, really cool. Um, and finally, my um, number one, which I had as a winner, I know there's no winners in this category, of my film of yesterday, yeah, yeah. is uh, Babe Pig in the City. Hell yeah. Um, which is a film which I'm not even sure if I watched it. I can't remember if I watched it or not. But I know that Emma was a fan of it, my partner Emma. Mm. And I know that um, Gene Siskel gave it the film of 1998. And um, podcaster Jesse Thorne every now and then just talks about how great it is. And I'm like, is this a joke or is this not a joke? So I watched it. Not a joke. The film is incredible. <laughs> um, so then, in a semi-ironic way, I just had to tell everyone in the in the forum in the server that it was just great, and no one would believe me. So it got to the point that I was like, "No, I'm going to host the group watch, and I'm going to introduce this movie, and we're going to do you it at one a.m. and <laughs> you're all going to love it." And it was a very, it was, I don't know, it was a real highlight of my year. It was a really it went down special a storm, moment. An absolute um, I loved, for, I loved uh, it. Film programming. And at the end, people are still not sure, because I'm not sure, where the irony ends when the sincerity begins. <laughs> I think it's a wonderful film, but I, also, I, don't, even, I don't even know anymore. Um, I think it's a masterpiece. It's probably his best movie, George Miller. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with all five of Stephen's picks. Those are five fantastic films for five fantastic reasons. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Uh, from oh, right. The Sublime right. to Ridiculous. So we've got some more fun categories. Next, yes. we've got The Most Jack Film. Yeah. Um, do you want to know what the people thought you would pick? Yeah. So basically, these are maybe not films that I like, maybe films that aren't good, but both, uh, just most sort of sum up my tastes in cinema, uh, my personality, I suppose, or how I come across on the internet. Yeah. Um, and my, well, no, let's hear Stevens first. I want to hear Stevens. Uh, can, I, can I tell you what people, f- I'm going to scroll down and say what people thought would be included on your list. Okay, cool. Let's, let's hear what people. So people. A lot of people thought you'd go for Zaprida, obviously. Um, I hate that this is my legacy, but it's a self, you know, it's self-inflicted. Um, you've got a lot of Sound of Metal. Um, Interesting. You've got a couple Godzilla vs. Kongs. Interesting. You've got someone who thinks you were going to pick a film called Run, Hide, Fight. Don't know what that is. I don't know what that film is. Someone <laughs> thought Scoob was the film for you. <laughs> One person thought Mank was the film for you. One person says, I don't care when it came out, The Hangover. <laughs> I, 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 that is the, the strangest pick I've ever heard. Oily Maniac doesn't count, but yeah, one Godzilla vs. Kong, but the runaway winner with eight votes actually beating Zaprida was American Utopia, or David Byrne's American Utopia. It actually split <sighs> four and three that very, way. Very interesting. Okay, here... No, let's hear Stephen's five. I want to hear Stephen's five. Okay, can I say what people picked for me? Because I'm like, fuck all you people. Like, I didn't see half of these movies. Okay, interesting. So, again, I've not seen Zaprida. I've not seen the fictional film Zaprida 2 Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> well, Ma- man TNT. on a ledge! 
What? What? People don't know you do, at all. Do, do they mean the fictional film from my Winnipeg? Or do they mean I think Man they mean on a Man Wire? On, I think they mean Man on a Wire, but spelt wrong. Anyway. Um, Hoobie Halloween, not seen that movie. Was oh never God, going to. What is happening? The father? What? <laughs> you love daddies. <laughs> I do. Oily Maniac, haven't seen it. Would love oh, to. Didn't come out. Port of Lady on Fire, again. Did not come out at the right time. This, um, but... Artemis Fowl, have not seen. <laughs> All right. Well, people were just listing films. I have not seen. Have no interest. Um, Collective was a good guess. It is a me movie, but no. Um, a couple mm. of American Utopias, um, but the runaway winner for me, not Hoobie yep. Halloween, a film I have not seen, um, <laughs> was um, another round was picked um, for okay, obvious reasons cool. because I wrote a piece on that that I think yes, did a lot of traction. Yeah. Um, but it's not in my five. Okay, cool. Um, my five are Baccarat, um, which I think, as I described earlier, is the most Stephen film. So thank you, Diego, for making... He was... Every month, he was just like, has it come out yet? Has it come out yet? Has it come out yet? I was like, no, it's not come out yet. He's like, you could pirate it. I'm like, no, I'm going to watch it at the cinema. I'm going to watch it. It's coming out. It did. Beautiful. It's. I watched it. Probably shouldn't have done, to be honest. I watched it the week before lockdown at the cinema. Probably should have done. Um, but yeah, great movie. And Possessor, because mm. Baby Cronenberg made... Yes, please one of the best Cronenberg films um, of all time and like body horror existential body horror body horror in which the horror is a body um, everything about that film is so me Psycho Goreman it's a film called yep. Psycho Goreman um, <laughs> it arguably stars Stu Wellington from um, The Flophouse <laughs> um, which is a podcast that we yeah. both love um, so yeah um, First Cow because I love Reichart so much yep. I love um, allegories about how capitalism sucks um, and it is very much that and finally, um, Labyrinth for Cinema is, you know, Obiashi at his most Obiashi. He Like, a last-minute shake-up for me. I watched it last week because it just came out on streaming because um, it only had a festival a release. release yeah, it was a movie release yeah. on streaming. It had a festival release outside of that. So I know if someone like, this came out years ago. It didn't. Um, um, <laughs> and it just swung in and it just changed my entire voting sheet, being like, oh, they made a film for me. Awesome. It's just my favourite. I just love it so much. So, yeah, that's my, my five Stephen films. For Stephen fans. My five for you? Yeah. I, I got Psycho Goreman and I got First Cow. Nice. Uh, I went The Small Axe, just in general. Small Axe yeah. films. Uh, I went Gunda. Yeah, that a is. A film yeah. I haven't seen, but I know it's such a Stephen film. And uh, the only kaiju film that came out last year or this year was Godzilla vs. Kong, so I had to get it in there somehow. Okay. Um, what about your picks for me? All right. American Utopia. Tick. Godzilla vs. Kong? Nope. Oh, really? I wasn't I wasn't yeah. sure there. I, I, it changed, I changed it out this morning for something, yeah. Psycho Goreman? Tick. Um, Possessor? Tick. And Stomp the Guesser? Ah, no. Okay. Okay. So I got Psycho Goreman, American yep. Utopia, Mank and Soul. As I said, they're the most oh, interesting. films, even if they don't work. They are basically me in a nutshell. Oh, even that's so I sad. You don't them. work. I know, well, neither do I, and Possessor, and my winner, if there are winners in this one, is obviously American Utopia. Film. A film that's yet to win anything. I wonder if it'll actually win anything. <sighs> Weird that it's been very underrepresented so far. <laughs> right. Uh, honorary directors. This is a little uh, penultimate category we put in, just, mm-hmm. to, just to highlight uh, a, a filmmaker who made a, a, well, had a very strange career. But yeah, made, to uh, highlight maybe our favourite director of Pierce Brosnan Bond movies, I think, that, was, 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 was the, the category. the third Narnia film? The second Narnia film? Either way, I haven't seen it. 
But we both, um, he passed away in January or early February, I believe. Uh, it's Michael Apted, and he mm. did the Seven Up series of uh, documentaries that both Stephen and I watched. Yeah, which I watched year. very much because of you, because you were just yeah, reviewing yeah. them on Letterboxd, uh, and I was like, I, I should I, watch these. They'd always been on my watch list. It's a basically uh, every seven years, uh, these filmmakers follow this, uh, this this group of people from the age of seven up to what was it, sixty three. Sixty-three. Sixty-three. Times tables. Times tables. Sixty-two. It's not a multiple. So basically, seven. it's 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 nine film, nine or nine or ten films, and um, you follow these. these Again, you are not very good at times tables. It's sixty-three. It's nine. It's these twelve films that follow <laughs> these children from the uh, the early sixties, late fifties, up until uh, what was it? Last year, two years ago? No, twenty sixteen, I think. I think. I can't remember. It was uh, relatively recently. It was it was post Brexit, mm. whatever. Um, and it's just a fascinating insight into humanity, into uh, into British culture, into other cultures, into the way the human mind works of nature versus nurture, into the observational effect of when you observe things, do you change it's, them? Yeah, it's 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 a critique of the documentarian process in general. It's. It's a fascinating landmark piece of documentary mm. filmmaking that I think should see, be seen by all. And I and think I'm, it I'm, may be deeply unethical, or maybe shouldn't have happened. But I'm still so glad that I watched all of them but, and got so much out thing. of all of them. It's it's a conversation. Mm. That, why why has this happened? And I can't remember if I told you this, but I believe they they've greenlit uh, a new series and they're going to be starting it again soon. Oh, I didn't know that. I'm going to pretend I, I'm seven. I, I'm almost certain I've seen that that they're they're going to start a new series following you know the the next well generation it's a couple so, of generations on now but obviously we got to 63 up so what is the the elephant in the room what's the elephant sitting still in the room here about is, why uh, yeah, Michael Apted really are, is our winner are they are they going to get to 70 because what has happened Michael Apted sadly passed away in general mm. um which is really interesting so my hope is they do do 70 <laughs> do do mm-hmm. um, yep. that they do 70 um I hope they make it about him. I really hope that it's those oh, people like a reflective talking about how his input on their lives for better or for worse mm-hmm. um shape their lives. I think a reflective look back at the last one, the the 36th one um would be really cool. That that's my hope. I I would I would like that. I can't see it happening honestly. Nope. <laughs> nope. Uh, nope. I, nope. I don't know if they'll even make uh, a last one at 70 um, but we'll see But yeah, so many a, of them don't want to be involved it's such an excuse to just not be involved exactly um, it's a fascinating series of yes. documentaries that you should definitely seek out and that's our uh, little spotlight over yeah. now onto the main course because this has all been the biggest appetising board ever mm-hmm. uh, we're going for best picture best picture so a reminder about best picture at the Oscars which was not the ending award um, which no. has been much talked about um, did you see that um, Soderbergh like double down on that? I like Soderbergh a lot, and I like him when he doesn't speak. <laughs> I like him when he makes films about yeah. stealing money from banks. Yeah, he's I love Soderbergh so much, and every time I read him in interviews, I'm just like, oh, you do come across as an ass, Mr. Soderbergh. Across mm. an ass. Um, he's he's got that kind of like energy, doesn't he? Bit like, bit bit of like I'm on the, the edge. Yeah, yeah. You know, he likes to be a provocateur, um, but his films don't, which is why they're cool. So they went for. In that class, I always hate this. They've said they can give nine nominees. Sorry, ten. Right. And they just don't. They always just give like nine or eight. I'm like, just... They they just other... the, just there's when a lot you're, of good films. When you're not nominating First Cow for everything, you're saying, oh, it turns out there was just no other film that was worthwhile. We could not... It's like, what? 
So yeah, Nomadland, The Father, Judas the Black Messiah, Mank, Minari, Prison Woman, Set of Metal, Trials Crow 7. Two of these films are bad. Mm. But, you know, no first cow. Um, okay. So you've gone for 10. Actually, you know what? Can we start with what our audience went for? Because yes, actually, someone in the server, I should remember who, I forget, was just like, oh man, I hope you give the award to this film. And I'm like, oh, knowing myself and Jack, we're not going to. What, it's what not. Is it? It's not in my top 10, but it's what a beautiful it? film. Um, Minari! Uh, it is in my top 10, but probably because um, I couldn't put the Lego Star Wars holiday special in. Oh, true, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's, it, it, it's, <laughs> I have not nominated Minari, which is wild to me because it is an amazing film. So I'm it's really cool. happy the film I did not nominate has won. Cool. That's, it's, hey, it's, it's, walk, it's going home with a stack. Yeah, it's fine. well it's done. Minari, audience favourite, which right. makes so much sense. It's such a crowd pleaser, but in the most mm-hmm. like highfalutin cool way. So Minari, well done, well deserved. You're a beautiful well film. I love you. Okay. Do you want to go first? Or do you want yeah, me to go first? all right. Here's my 10 films. Um, in no order. Yep. David Burns' American Utopia. Never heard of it. Go on. I'm thinking of ending things. Mm-hmm. Another round. Mm. Rocks. First cow. Baccarat. Small Axe Mangrove, specifically. Oh. Never Rarely, Sometimes Always. Collective and Labyrinth of Cinema. Awesome. Awesome list. Okay. In Just no imagine if order. the Oscars nominated that 10 films. <laughs> it would be the most bizarre. In no particular order, I've gone for Shiva Baby. Really? Cool. I'm thinking of ending things. Mm-hmm. Wolf Walkers. I just kicked that out. First, Cinema came first in and kicked out. Yes. Yes. Mangrove. Yes. Another round. Yes. Time, the documentary. Ooh, that's what Collective's doing uh, on my list. Sound of Metal. Never seen it. I have seen Minari. it. Yeah. And uh, uh, David Burns' American Utopia. <clears throat> I went for First Cow. Um, as the winner, I think First Cow is the best one of the year. I think it's an absolute masterpiece. I wrote quite a lot about it. The way that it is so cleverly and playfully a very perceptive critique i mean did you you watched it very very recently yes within the last week or so did you watch the beginning again after having watched the end of the film oh my god the beginning feels so innocuous when you watch it for the first time and it changes everything and i watched the beginning again and i cried um it is so well well, that's so beautiful um it's framed it's uh, it's fantastic because, I, 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 well, I, honestly, I didn't know a thing about First Cow going into it, other than you like it and there's a cow in it. And Calvin, and, I'm not sure about it. Not yes, Calvin, absolutely. but Calvin. Uh, Calvin. And uh, the Academy snubbed it completely. So and I, I once I, hilariously called it Fitz Calraldo. Calraldo, um, we all laughed. We all because it time. is about bringing something into a place where it should not be in a place that is a show of, like, white male hubris. Um, so I, I want my Hopra house. There's something there. Werner Herzog, get at me. <laughs> for the Weird Al parody. Mm. Okay, so first cow, I have gone for David Burns' American Utopia. Yeah. Because, hey, weird, it's weird, weird you didn't put it up for best documentary, though. Weird. It's not a documentary. I asked you, it's I sent you a message saying, does this guy's documentary? Because I wasn't going to nominate it and you said, yes, it does. I... I, yeah, but then I watched Octopus Teacher. So I didn't get to give Dick Johnson is Dead or Overseas a nomination <laughs> because of you. I am happy with either American Utopia or First Cow winning because I think both are very, very, very important, very interesting films that I'm going to continually re- revisit for the rest of my life. We didn't give American Utopia Best Documentary. We need to give it Best Film. 
It's getting best picture. Yeah. It, Hell it, yeah. It is my second. It, it is my second of that list. It's so wonderful. And I don't think you love First Cow as much as I do, um, which is fine. Whereas I think both of us are just head over heels from having you Absolutely. Um, yeah, I have been, I've been following the, the path of American Topia for years. I pre-ordered tickets to go see it live. I saw it again. I commented in my review. I, I, I reviewed uh, "Stop Making Sense" after I saw "American Topia." Like someone needs to make a filmic version of yeah, this I read that. film. And then Spike Lee, who follows me, um, said, "Yeah, sure, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it just for you." And he made uh, a spellbinding, spellbinding concert film that completely elevates the stage performance with his lofted camera work and his, mm. his just impressive staging and it works with his nominated nominated well. direction stacks nominated direction stacks so nominated cinematography stacks nominated documenting the way he documented it really well documented <laughs> i would say um yeah best film of the year yeah it, it probably is um first hour is incredible um it gets runner up but it does get the stack um, it's getting the stack but, section of the stack but yeah, do, the uh, do, winner, the best film, as everyone knew, going into this. <laughs> it was good. Yeah, I was going to say, this has been a two and a half hour conversation just solidifying the fact that David Byrne's pretty cool, isn't he? Oh, he's very, very cool. What a cool film. Yeah, I've listened do, to the soundtrack on repeat. I've got the soundtrack on, on a vinyl record now. Oh, lovely. Um, yeah, what a view. Do you want to pull up the list of films that uh, other people have mentioned? These are films that people think, you know what? I think we should comment on all of these as we go. Um, okay. A lot of these I'm sure we haven't seen. But. So, hashtag alive. No, I didn't see that because it looked bad. Maybe it's great. I don't know. Don't know what that is. It's a Netflix zombie thing. My mate Diego watched it, actually. I think he didn't hate oh, okay. it. Okay, South South Korean zombie film. Interesting. Um, Black Bear. Uh, yes. I, I remember Zebra talking briefly about that. Yeah, Aubrey Plaza vehicle. Um, looks yes. good. Um, I... Limited myself to only spending £40 at the Glasgow International Film Festival. Um, <laughs> and I was not going to spend £50 to then also, because it was £10 a ticket. So I was like, no, I'm not seeing Black Bear. So sorry. Okay. Um, Dating Amber. Don't know what that is. No, a film called Days, which came up a couple of times. Clearly one person wants us to see this film called Days. I think they had it as um, international language film as well. Oh, yeah, a Taiwanese oh, drama. Taiwanese, yeah. I mean, looks really cool. So thank hey, you for that. One for the post stacks watch, watch list. Yeah, um, Dick Johnson is dead. Classic. Um, Eternal Beauty. No idea. Uh, Sally Hawkins. Okay. Um, uh, uh, it's a schizophrenia based movie. Okay. Oh, um, it's uh, it's uh, Craig Roberts is directorial de- debut. Uh, okay. Craig Roberts from uh, Submarine and Tracy oh. Beaker and. <laughs> Oh, he was he was he was Tracy Beak. (laughs) He was the titular Beak. (laughs) He was only the Beak, not the Tracy. Host, which um, Uh, I think enough people saw that film, and I don't think it was very good. I, I, you know what? If you're making a horror film in COVID, that's about the best you can do. Yeah, it's impressive. It's It's a good film. Fine. I watched it at like four p.m. on a Saturday. It's fine. Hubie Halloween? Is it Hubie or Hubie or Hubby? I did not. Either way, I would rather gouge out my own eyes than watch it again. Um, Inception. I think yep. enough people saw Inception. <laughs> I've literally never heard of that. Um, okay. Just a guy. What's that? Again, these films could be made up. Animated. Oh, oh, okay. It's an animated documentary about love. I know. Uh, <laughs> you make it sound so cutting. Yeah, it's about love. <laughs> it's. Um, I know Rory. It's probably Rory nominating it because uh, they attended a uh, short 
uh, animated film festival. Oh, okay. I think they just, they just wanted to give that a shout out because awesome. Um, Consider it shouted out. It has been shouted. Uh, Last and First Men. There you go. Um, which which was the winner. Um, Lucky Grandma, which I wanted to watch. Which uh, really good. I think Beb told me to watch that. I know my yeah. brother's seen it. Um, yeah, that sounds good. I'll probably watch that at some point. Um, here we have a vote. And they, they even put the year after this. Um, Coriada's 1995 movie, Mabarossi. <laughs> Interesting. I agree. None of you have seen that movie. However, it's a great film, but I don't know if it was released in the last (laughs) 16 months. I've got a sneaking feeling it was released in 1995. (laughs) Um, Someone said Mank. Fuck you. Yeah, we talked about that. I don't like that film. I wish I liked that film. I wish it was a good film. It's not a good film. Like the soundtrack, like some of the performances, it's not a good film. Never really sometimes always. I agree. Not enough people. Did you read that letter, the the open letter that the Oscar voter said about how why he was never going to vote for that film for anything? What? No, I don't think oh, so. Oh god, really horrendous um, pro pro life bullshit about oh, how he was like he was like the fact that your film is good and artistic is what makes it work. It was that kind of stuff. It was yeah, yeah. nonsense, absolutely yeah. nonsense. Uh, Phineas and Ferb, Candace against the universe. <laughs> Yeah, that might have been released. I don't know. I'm sorry. Pieces of a woman. I'm sorry, personal vote for that. That film is not very good. I don't know what that um, is either. It's the um, Vanessa Kirby um, one that I talked about. Oh, right, yeah. It's not very good. Sorry. Pretend that you love me. Um, I'm doing a lot of Googling. <laughs> love me. 20. Hmm. Doesn't sound like a. I think that's another indie. Yeah. Red Post in Escher Street. Oh, is that the new Sono film, I think? Okay. Uh, a few that, people saw that. That would make at, sense uh, a from that server. <laughs> Rocks. Yep. Awesome. Um, oh, that was Emma, actually. That was Emma's vote. Um, oh, awesome. So there you go. Um, Shithouse. Oh, Sh- a few people have talked to me about that, actually. Okay, I um, thought that was a joke. I thought they were just making me say no, the word shit. Let me read the bio on Letterboxd really quickly. Uh, lonely college freshman Alex has closed himself off from his peers, who all appear to. Have... <coughs> lonely college freshman Alex has closed himself off from his peers, who all appear to have this whole college thing figured out. But oh everything changes one night when he takes a leap and attends a party at Shit House, a legendary party fraternity, where he forges a strong connection with Maggie. Sounds like a, a nice, just coming of age college movie that I'll watch on Netflix hungover one day. Yeah, um, Shiver Baby, um, agreed. Good stuff. Some Kind of Heaven. Rings a bell, kind of heaven. The prequel to Some Kind of Wonderful, I guess. Was that a documentary? Yeah. Oh, I think May Queen talked about that. It's like... Oh, cool. Shout out to the May Queen. A Florida documentary about a residence home, I think. I guess. I can't remember. Yeah. The Metamorphosis of Birds. Sounds like something I'd like, but I don't know what that is. Uh, Metamorphosis of Birds. Portuguese feature-length hybrid creative documentary. Hello. Sounds cool. Yep, sounds good to me. I'll check that out. Wendy. Is that a Peter Pan thing? Or... Is it a British? American fantasy drama... Screenplay. Oh, it is kind of like a Peter Pan thing. Huh. Yeah, there you go. Um, Zapruder. No comment. Um, and finally, probably something I haven't seen yet. Classic. 
Thanks, <laughs> thanks for that joke answer to, to cap us off here. Here at the Stack Awards. There you go. Um, and a shout out go. to uh, We Can Be Heroes that was nominated in almost every category. And it, you know what, dude? You know who you are. If I you know it's if, Matt. If, I know it's Matt. Matt he's the Matt, only fucking person you, who's seen it. If you'd have nominated it in that film, we in that category, we would have read it out. <laughs> Why did you choose that category as the only one? You're like, best oh, animated great. film. This. Fine. I'm going to have to watch it at some point for my strange Robert Rodriguez completion project, but until then. Yeah. So, that's a, a, another year, another stacks. Another um, year. Some, some wins, some loses, some... some more laughs, losses than some, wins every some, year. Some, uh, four hour long Snyder Cut. Uh, a nice Obayashi memorial film that mm-hmm. I will definitely be checking out. Uh, more mentions of JFK's assassination than your regular Oscars. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's, you know, uh, apart from the year that JFK won, um, which didn't win, obviously. But Yeah, um. I'm going to link a list of all the, the films mentioned in a letterbox link. I'm going to try and edit this down so it's not two and a half hours, but we'll see how we go. Yeah. And uh, until next year, I've been Jack. I've been Stephen, and will continue to be, hopefully. And this has been The Stacks 2021. Good evening. Good, good evening. Good, good, good morning. Good, good day. You can watch this, listen to this, whatever you want. So enjoy you your time. You good night. Bye.